0: Bankless Nation. Wow, we've got an emergency episode for you, David. You and I had scheduled a different episode today for State of the Nation, but we got to pivot because something massive is happening in crypto. Last time I felt like this, it was uh, during the Doquan days and the collapse of Luna and Terra. This is another one of those pivotal days. Something shocking, something surprising happened in crypto. Some questions I think people want to know: Is FTX and Alameda going bankrupt? Is CZ? Causing a bank run—is that what just happened? And is Binance about to acquire FTX? David, what are we going to talk about in today's emergency bankless update episode?
1: This feels like it's the final season of Game of Centralized Exchanges. Uh, <laughs> there can't be that many left for for like really big contagion events to because they're to all happen. dying. Yeah, they're all there's 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 few. We're we're at the very end, uh, and so this is a story of. Contagion. I don't think it goes further beyond uh, FTX and Alameda, but but we'll see. But the relationship between Alameda and FTX seems to have actually played out uh, in a negative fashion. Uh, CZ, uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure out how much of a chess move CZ was actually playing, or if he was just taking the opportunity as it was given to him. But uh, a feud, a very short feud between SBF and CZ that started on Monday. Has resulted in the a letter of intent being signed by Binance to acquire FTX um, as a re, as a result of perhaps we do not know but a b- under the table relationship between Alameda Research and customer deposits in FTX that caused weakness in FTX uh, and it was CZ that lit the match. Uh, so we're going to cover all these details, recap the last forty eight hours in crypto, which some people are saying are. Crazier than the Luna debacle, even though the Luna debacle was pretty damn crazy. Some people are saying it's the craziest thing to happen all of the, all of this bear market.
0: Oh, that's a big question, right? It's like with FTX. What happens when the thing, the entity that is bailing out other entities? I mean, they helped bail out BlockFi. They helped with some of the Voyager debt. Now they need a bailout. Is that right. what's going on? I mean, that is pretty massive. And just when I think David, I can no longer be surprised in crypto. Wouldn't every people tell you know tell me about things? I'm always like, yeah, hey, you can't surprise me. Yeah, I've been in crypto for like five years, and it It always goes back to like, uh nope, I, I just got surprised yep. again today. like I did not see this one coming.
1: Yeah, uh, It's crazy that ether, Bitcoin ether went down to like eight hundred dollars. Bitcoin went down to fifteen thousand dollars or something, and that's not what triggered the destruction of Alameda. It's weird that we went down so low earlier, and they made it through. Uh, But today of all days, this week of all week was the week when uh, the the bubble finally popped for Alameda Research and and FTX. Um, There's a lot of things that are still being speculated on. We're still waiting for facts to come out. Uh, It is alleged, the, the TLDR, that it is alleged that customer deposits in FTX were sent to Alameda Research. Alameda traded those customer deposits in an attempt to make money. They didn't. They didn't make money. Uh, and as a result, FTX became insolvent and stopped processing customer th- withdrawals. We don't know if that is true. We do know that FTX stopped processing customer withdrawals. We do not know if they actually did send money to Alameda Research, but there's all of the facts and all of the actions seem to line up with this speculation. Uh, and so we're gonna go through that story as to why people are alleging that uh, less than good activity was, up to, uh, was going on at, at FTX that caused um, ultimately a run on the bank at FTX.
0: Guys, uh, Dave and I are going to take you through all of the facts. We're going to take you through the timeline. We're going to show you some takes uh, and get into the details to see if we can put an uh, analysis on this as well. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. Binance acquiring FTX, that is the question that seems to be the case. We've got a bank run, possibly. We've got bailouts from CZ. We've got Binance coming to the rescue. There's a three Bees there. And of course, this is Bankless that you're watching. We're going to cover everything that we we know from a timeline perspective. There's going to be two parts uh, to what we're doing today. So the first part is David and I are going to go through a timeline and the takes to break this story down for you and how it unfolded. Uh, And the takes, hopefully we learn something from this episode, as we've learned from every single episode uh event in crypto that has happened over the past uh, couple of years so we want to walk away with some lessons uh and then the second part of this is we're probably gonna ask some people in uh that we know in, in kind of the community to join us maybe for a conversation at the end I have no idea who those people are going to be it just all depends we're doing we available <laughs> doing a live uh David's got tweets out to like uh Eric Voorhees and people like this so um we'll, we'll open up the conversation a bit later but first things first David we got to talk about This uh, incredible story, something that a lot of people didn't think could happen, including myself, I mentioned in the intro, I was surprised by this, it looks like FTX is on the brink, insolvent, needs a bailout. FTX, the second largest, maybe the largest by some measures uh, exchange in the US, and certainly one of the top three, Binance, Coinbase and FTX, these are the, the world's largest crypto exchanges right now, and FTX about to go bust that's what it's looking like um david why don't we unpack this story by talking about some of the stakeholders some of the entities and people involved because the it players would be helpful. in the
1: game of of thrones yeah, yeah. it would be helpful Who's i think to landscape. get some. yeah
0: so so you mentioned one uh Ala, alameda mm-hmm. alameda research uh who is alameda research when we get to them and they're part of the story what are these guys about yeah, so Alameda
1: Research was SBF's first endeavor. I believe he SBF, started SBF
0: Sam Bankman-Fried, right?
1: Bankman-Fried, yes, exactly. Uh, and so it was a trading firm. It is a trading firm, uh, and has been trading since twenty seventeen. Has done done very well for itself. Uh, SBF Sam Bankman-Fried uh, led Alameda until he started SBF, or uh, excuse me, FTX. Uh, And so that that, this is where SBF really got his big claim to fame by starting Alameda Research. Um, I don't know why they call it research, Uh, but it's a trading firm. Uh, They just trade. They do hedge funds. Yep, exactly. Uh, Deals made a ton of money during the 2021 bull market and seemed to be one of the few trading firms, hedge funds that were able to survive up until this point. Uh, it, It survived three hours capital. It survived the Luna debacle. Uh, but I guess perhaps its time has come. Uh, anyways, they, they've been around for a, a while. Uh, so that's
0: that, that's Alameda, and then so how are they linked to this other entity that is also um, owned by, controlled by primarily uh, Sam Bankman-Fried? That is FT. Uh, uh, that is uh, SBF. The entity FTX, that's the exchange. Are Alameda and FTX, they're separate entities, are they not? But how does uh, FTX enter this story?
1: Yeah, it's really just association through Sam Bankman-Fried. So in November of 2017, SBF founded Alameda Research. Uh, He later founded FTX. Uh, uh, He founded FTX in, when was that? I think uh, 2018. Uh, And so started with Alameda then created FTX. As FTX became the bigger organization, uh, he distanced himself from Alameda and mainly focused on FTX. However, there's always been this loose, unofficial association between Alameda Research and and FTX. Um, and so, uh, Alameda Research would market make on the FTX exchange. And so there was a significant overlap between the assets, just overall the social connections between Alameda and FTX. One of the reasons why FTX became such a dominant place to trade is because they got early liquidity. And a lot of that early liquidity came because of the relationship to Alameda Research. The form- I don't think the relationship was really codified or formalized. It's just... There's this guy, SBF, he's at the head of both of them. He can kind of steer both ships at once. We don't really know how much, uh, how much symbiosis, synergy between these two things he really leveraged, but we do know that there was overlap, there was association. Uh, basically, all of Alameda's uh, assets they would hold in FTX, and they would trade on FTX, and they would just prop up the support of FTX as a marketplace.
0: So there may have been some commingling between these two entities, but one is clearly an exchange, the other is a hedge fund all sort of led directed uh founded co-founded by this figure SBF Sam Bankman-Fried. Maybe a bit of background on Sam Bankman-Fried. So is he like the world's youngest multi-billionaire yeah well uh,
1: maybe not anymore but he once okay, was okay but like
0: prior to this like by reputation right. effective altruism was the thing he planned to give away 99 percent of his uh of his wealth uh that is give that away to altruism not uh, not watch it drop to zero different things um but um very successful kind of figure in the crypto space kind of rising star and it it was an incredible story how ftx kind of I mean, he started an exchange in 2018. A Excuse lot of people Excuse me, two, thought that
1: 2019, April 2019.
0: 2019. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. even later. So yep. uh, well, Gemini and Coinbase and Kraken and Binance were already established, he had the audacity to start an exchange in 2019 and rocketed that exchange yep. to growth. So, quite an impressive figure. You, you guys may have seen him on a recent Bankless live stream where we are talking about crypto regulation with Eric Voorhees. He had kind of a different take from Eric Voorhees. Um, but he's in, been involved in the the regulatory, the DC regulatory scene. So that is on one side. We've got Alameda uh, hedge fund. We've got FTX exchange, and we've got SBF at the center. Mm-hmm. In our other corner, we <laughs> the have, other corner, we have Binance. All right, the kingdom of Binance. Who who is Binance? And uh, talk a little bit about um, Binance's leader CZ.
1: You know, in the same way FTX just rocketed in 2020 and 2021, Binance had that same story in 2017. Binance was my first exchange back in the ICO days of, of Ethereum. It was a, a, an exchange, I believe it started out of China, but quickly became more supranational. I don't really think it's domiciled anywhere in particular. I think it does have a base in Singapore, but it's really all across the world. Um, it's, the, it's the most decentralized, centralized company of all time. Um, Started by CZ, who I believe used to work at OKCoin or another different another another exchange, and then CZ decided to make Binance uh, and uh, just Binance just saw gangbuster success in twenty seventeen by being the place to launch ICOs, get ICO liquidity. Uh, The user experience was great. I remember using it all the time in twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen, and it has just turned into a gargantuan empire in the east it has it is the dominant crypto exchange by legitimate volume i think binance is somewhere between like 75 to 80 percent of all particularly
0: outside the us i mean it just dominates right right. Right.
1: yeah uh and it it got there because for the longest time you did not need to do kyc on binance uh and so it was kind of kind of pushing the the into the gray area legally um but just has by and large by far the most massive gargantuan beast of a centralized exchange that's in the room even compared to Coinbase, even compared to FTX. Uh, And it's been around for a while. Uh, And so like not only, of course, we all know Binance Smart Chain is one of its projects. Uh, There's many other affiliate uh, products out of the Binance ecosystem. Uh, They have some of the most adoption in uh, the developing world in in Africa, in in South America, Um, highly, just massive. Uh, And so these are the two players. You got CZ and Binance, you got SBF and FTX, Um, yeah
0: last thing uh, we'll say in introducing kind of names and definitions there are also two assets coming from each of the, these kingdoms so we've got the SBF kingdom with an asset called FTT behind it and then we've got from the binance kingdom CZ's corner BnB a different asset how are these uh, assets similar and what's their link to their the respective uh, exchanges and empires
1: You might call these things pseudo-equity. They have no uh, legal connection to these exchanges. They are not claims on equity or ownership. They unlock services, uh, inside of the exchange. Uh, so if you own FTT in your FTX account, you get reduction in fees. When you trade, you can open up uh, stronger services. Uh, same thing with BNB. Uh, if you, it's, it's the, it's the token, it's the access token that, you know, makes perks happen on the exchange. BNB is also special in that it is also the staking coin for Binance smart chain for BNB chain. Uh, so it's got that extra ecosystem, but, um uh, Uh, It seems to be a lot of exchanges other than Coinbase seem to launch these pseudo equity tokens that just enhance your powers on the exchanges and they come to be associated with the value of the exchange itself. Uh, And so when we see these token prices go up and down, it's kind of the public opinion on like how much is this exchange worth? Um, These are very relevant, especially FTT. The FTT token of, of FTX is a very significant player in this story. It's one of the big... Pieces of ammo that these exchanges that these billionaires have to throw at each other to uh, engage in billionaire economic war games
0: they're they're really tethered to the fates of their respective empires uh, so we'll get into some pricing conversations okay definitions aside and we've gotten that out of the way hopefully you know the players we've got these two opposing uh crypto banker empires now let's talk about the timeline david timeline of events Take us back, if you will, to, uh, November 2nd. Mm-hmm. I think our timeline events probably it goes from November 2nd to, to November 8th, which is today when we're recording, right. I'm sure there's more coming. There's I'm to sure be there's, more
1: by the time we're done here.
0: We're, this is an unfinished episode. There's plenty more to talk about, but, um, I think we've seen some major milestones and events take place during the course of, uh, you know, this last week or so, but take us back to the start, November 2nd, uh, SPF talking a lot about regulation this actually ties into a little bit of a, uh, you know uh, the bankless story uh, we played a minor role in this as mm-hmm. well but what are we looking at what tweet are we looking at here
1: so, yeah so this is this is pre-november 2nd the bulk of this story started on november 2nd but the context for this starts with sam bankman's fried his uh, dccpa bill uh, and also the bankless episode of sbf versus uh, eric Voorhees at public debate Really, it's Sam Bankman-Fried going to DC and lobbying for things that seem to really benefit FTX in particular. Uh, And so that was kind of the concern and the claim that not, not CZ, but all of the industry was concerned that Sam was doing. He was going to... Uh, he was going to to D.C. to lobby for a regulation that would primarily benefit FTX to the loss of any other competitor. So that is the context. That is the background. And, and uh, we all know that the Bankless episode with uh, SPF and, and Eric Voorhees that really accelerated this conversation into the mainstream. This is this is the background uh so this, while this story starts this specific story of what we're talking about today starts with november 2nd a coindesk report uh the context of what sbf is doing in dc is extremely important to keep in mind as we go through this story so let's fast forward to uh, more recent times november 2nd that was last week uh, a report comes out of coindesk that states that uh that leaks the alameda balance sheet uh and so this uh, this leaked document discloses a lot of what's on Alameda's balance sheet, and this perks the attention of uh, a lot of people in the crypto industry. There was some conversation, some back and forth. Some people were saying this report's not that big of a deal. Some report some people were saying this report's massive. Um, basically, a quote from the document says, "CoinDesk claims to have reviewed a private financial document, which shows that on June 30th, Alameda had 14.6 billion dollars in assets." 3.6 billion was unlocked FTT and 2.6 billion of that was FTT collateral against $8 billion in liabilities. Uh, that's not too much information. So if you take $14.6 billion in assets and, and subtract $8 billion of liabilities, you'll get something like 6 point or $7.4 billion in assets that they have. So positive $7.4 billion. But 3.6 billion of that is ftt tokens 2.6 an additional to that is ftt collateral
0: so that's that's uh, 6.2 billion right there yes and so in the ftt con- the concern the value of their
1: own tokens exactly the concern is that so not their own tokens alameda research this is alameda research
0: sure not their own not tokens their own tokens technically. alameda T-
1: alameda, T- uh, alameda research had a bunch of its total balance sheet was this ftt token Well, that's already a
0: tie there. That's already massive amounts of commingling between the organizations, is it not? Yes,
1: a huge tie, massive tie. Um, but like anyone can anyone can own FTT, I can own FTT, you can own FTT. Um, you'll own a little bit less in value today. Um, but uh, the concern is that FTT is not that liquid. Owning billion do- billions of dollars of FTT tokens does not, should not feel good and secure because you will not be able to liquidate a billion dollars of FTT tokens. There's not enough liquidity there to support that. And we're watching this happen. I'm looking at the FTT chart, we'll get there later. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot, billion. let me tell you Ryan, billions of dollars have left uh, the FTT ftt ecosystem but even
0: if you just add that up we got 14.6 billion in assets eight eight billion in liabilities but if you subtract like the the 6.2 from the Mm 14.6 right we're already at like just over eight billion which kind of matches the amount of liabilities it doesn't seem like there's much room there in the balance sheet for anything that does not indicate like a a, 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 (laughs) that's not a (laughs) A strong statement of solvency yes but i guess i guess This is not ftx we should remember this This is is just alameda Alameda research so that thing could go to zero and presumably shouldn't affect ftx Uh at all
1: presumably presumably yes okay um and this is this is what the twitter conversation again this was on november 2nd so this was six days ago this was last week and so up to this point this was just mere twitter conversation i was kind of expecting it to die off Uh, i kind of expected it to turn into a nothing burger but why um just because i mean they it, survived so far alameda research they're a hedge fund they don't have customer deposits that they have to honor they're just a right. hedge fund hedge funds can blow up that's fine um yeah. so long as there's no contagion um but uh as we learned um we'll get into that um, <laughs> we do we did know of course spf did have close ties to the trading firm but overall this 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 report started to peak uh, get people peaked as to whether or not FTX would be caught up in any sort of Alameda-related really contagion. Uh, so if the big question was, could Alameda go under and FTX be okay? And the problem was, no one knew the answer to that question. Uh, Daniel, Dylan uh, LeClaire uh, did a, a deeper dive on the balance sheet, uh, and the balance sheet gets uh, even unhealthier the more we unpacked it. Uh, so he said, other significant assets on the balance sheet include uh, 13, uh, $3.37 of crypto held and a large amount of Solana's blockchain native token, 2 point, uh, 220, $292 million. It's over a billion
0: in, in Solana. In
1: Solana, right. Uh, again, like not liquid, decently liquid, still not super liquid. And again, a lot of that is locked. Uh, so actually, technically, some of that is very, very illiquid as in Alameda would not be able to access that. So Alameda is already feeling the squeeze. And it's also worth noting that DeFi apps like Abracadabra uh, had a hundred million dollars in FTT collateral as well. So that's what Ryan is showing on the screen here. The point is, is that FTT was in a very precarious position as in Alameda was using it as collateral to backstop a lot of their loans. Uh, And so- Why? Yeah yeah well but that's because that's they had they had those that's assets on had. hand that's what they had uh okay. and so of the eight billion dollars that um alameda had as li- liabilities 7.4 billion of that were loans presumably u.s dollar denominated loans oof
0: wait, wait run that by me again
1: uh so I, this is uh, reading in the coindesk report so there are more ftx Uh, Tokens among its $8 billion of liabilities, $292 million of locked liabilities. Uh, The liabilities are denominated by $7.4 billion of loans. Uh, Wow. If it's U.S. dollar loans, that's bad. Uh, if it's crypto asset loans, that's a little bit better because those things uh, move price in tandem. But if they're dollar loans, they have dollar loans, but FTT collateral and FTT collateral goes down, that's bad. And this is, why, this is why we brought up Abracadabra also having $100 million in FTT collateral. A lot of people are using FTT as collateral to backstop loans. That is precarious, especially for Alameda Research, who has billions of dollars of FTT as collateral. Again, $2.6 billion in FTT collateral.
0: Oof. Okay. So so Alameda is not looking good. I yep. mean, some people dismissed that as FUD last right. week. Others were saying, hey, this could also have an effect, ripple effects on FTX, given how close these entities mm-hmm. are together. But but people were dismissing that as FUD. That was, that was last week. So that, that report week. came out November 2nd. Now we can fast forward to uh, November 6th. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, I guess, Sunday, uh, when things started heating up a little bit more over the weekend uh what is this tweet that we have displayed
1: so this is the alameda ceo who tweets out uh, a few notes on the balance sheet Uh, if you uh, are a hedge fund manager and you have to tweet out about the state of your balance sheet we're already not off to a great start Uh, (laughs) a few notes on the balance sheet info that has been circulating recently the specific balance sheet is for a subset of our corporate entities we have over 10 billion dollars of assets that aren't reflected there the balance sheet breaks out. A few of our biggest long positions, we obviously have hedges that aren't listed. Giving the type of tight, uh, tightening in crypto credit spaces here, we've returned most of our loans by now. Basically saying, we're totally solvent. Uh, we have more assets that are off the books that aren't listed there, but like it was we're, fun. we're good. Don't worry yeah, we're about good. it. It's, it's fun, we're Just good. Point desk article, yeah. whatever. Um, uh, a lot of people, uh, this this allegedly reminded a lot of people of Do Kwon, saying, uh, <laughs> uh, what what do you say? Steady lads deploying more capital. Uh, it was a sh- it, and also Alex Mashinsky did the same thing. He's like Celsius is totally solvent. We're totally good. Like everything is FUD. But um, you ha-
0: you have. I'm not saying you have to. I mean you could be honest with people. But like if you are in the midst of insolvency or some sort of bank run, right? Mm-hmm. You have to project confidence. You have to project strength, which is why this is always the strategy employed by by those who are trying to uh, fend off some kind of a bank run. Uh, but but um, when did CZ enter the story here? Because I feel like it was the same day.
1: Yeah. So that that is uh, yeah that's where that's where we're going next. So this Alameda CEO tweeted this out at 9:30 a.m. on November 6th on Sunday that hey everything is fud uh, we're good uh, don't worry about our balance sheet. Um, an hour and 13 minutes later at 10:47 12 minutes later uh, CZ says <laughs> he's going to liquidate 2.1 billion dollars of FTT. Now, first, how did CZ and Binance get their hands on $2.1 billion of FTT? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, Binance is actually an early investor in FTX. So Binance invested in FTX, so they own FTX equity, and as a result of that, also got a bunch of FTT tokens. Uh, And so since FTT has, the the price of FTT has actually done pretty damn good, pretty damn well, uh, they had $2.1 billion of FTT. CZ says, due to recent revelations that have come to light, he's talking about the Alameda report and Coindesk, we have decided to liquidate any remaining FTT on our books. Uh, And so he says we will do so in a way that will minimize market impact due to market conditions and limited liquidity. We expect this to take a couple months to complete. Uh, FTT at the time was trading $25, $27, $28.00. Uh, binance has always encouraged collaboration between industry players regarding any speculation as to whether this is a move against a competitor it is not our industry is in its nascency and every time a project publicly fails it hurts every user and platform saying hey uh we're we're liquidating ftt uh it's not a play against ftx uh we just have a bunch of ftt on the balance sheet and the precarious nature of ftt makes us want to remove that for uh, remove that from our balance sheet uh, he finished saying we typically hold tokens for the long term we have told held to this token for this long we'll stay transparent in our actions um, so there one, one part of cz is, is saying hey i'm just being responsible and i'm liquidating this thing that's precarious other people who are uh assuming that cz is more of a shark than he's letting on is like he is publicly stating he is dumping 2.1 billion dollars of FTT on an asset that he knows does not have $2.1 worth of liquidity. Uh,
0: da- David, isn't that obviously what it is? I mean, coming from CZ, who is someone who is generally kind of diplomatic uh, and knows exactly what he's doing, definitely a strategic thinking thinker. The timing of this, the communication style, right? And, and by the way, we'll read some subsequent uh, right. tweets as well, so you can kind of decide. But publicly, saying you're going to dump $2.1 billion uh, and then saying things like, we typically hold tokens for the long run. We've held this token for a long time. We're just trying to stay uh, transparent, this sort of thing. I feel like CZ knew exactly what he was doing here. And this was like a a mob boss, mafia style, Game of Thrones yep. power move yep. to like check a competitor. Now, he was obviously phrasing it saying, this is just normal course of business but the timing of it right he didn't have to tweet he didn't have to be public about this he didn't have to time it as such this looks to me like it was all very uh strategic um but i guess maybe some people still doubt that i I
1: think that is a perfectly fair take okay Um, especially the the raw number that is in the first line of the first tweet 2.1 billion like if you're gonna if you're gonna liquidate 2.1 billion of something like you don't disclose that if you're trying to optimize for the price if, you totally. are, if you're trying to optimize for being front run by other people, you disclose that you are going to market sell 2.1 billion dollars. If you want to cause a panic, you tweet that you are going to sell 2.1 billion dollars. Uh, and so I think it's it's a, a fair assumption to say that TZ was using these, this tweet as uh, as
0: leverage. Um, Here's a back and forth too. Somebody asked him in this thread, by the way, I think this thread will be kind of Legendary, legendary in terms yeah. of uh, the the annals of Christ, of crypto history where yeah. it's just kind of precipitated the downfall of kind of uh, an enemy or a competitor uh someone asked him if you don't mind me asking if the tokens weren't locked why'd you wait until this long to sell issue with ftx or liquidity providing during the bear cz goes not locked we usually just hold it removes any doubt that we would attack a competitor not financially sensitive uh sensible we want the industry to go together but there is a limit to hold comma lol <laughs> uh yeah so he's kind of saying look this is normal course of business there's but we're not going to hold on tokens forever uh so he's kind of playing that game back and forth um what's this tweet that i, I think that, at that
1: the end of that line there is a limit to hold lol is important because he's what he's implying is that sam SBF has crossed a line Uh, with alameda is using ftt as collateral uh and we'll also get into other some other things as well he's he's implying that there is a limit to what uh binance and and cz will go up to before they are feel like they must be compelled to sell ftt so that's what he meant by that
0: so he is saying he's implying he is hinting that maybe spf ftx crossed the line somewhere yes correct yeah Uh,
1: So back to the CEO of Alameda, she goes, if you're looking to minimize the impact of the market price on your FTT sales, Alameda will happily buy it from you all today at $22. Uh, And you'll notice Anthony Cezano's tweet below that saying, that's a reply
0: to CZ. It's a reply to CZ.
1: Well, that's a new tweet to ZZ. She's just saying, Hey, mention it to ZZ. Anthony Cezano going, Doquan, is that you? Uh, And this is actually what I meant uh, earlier. Uh, This was actually the tweet that people were referencing saying, uh, you need to project uh, sign like a, an air of strength uh, because if FTT price goes down seemingly below $22 that's really bad news of uh, for Alameda because they have so much of their capital locked up in FTT
0: so reminds me of something is the take here uh, feels a little bit doquanish? What is yeah. this from Dylan LeClaire
1: Dylan Lukaira again with a great, great uh, graphic. Uh, he tweets out, "Deploying more capital, steady lads." Again, the the famous, uh, the famous Doquan uh meme. Uh, and Which what is we're just seeing... months,
0: months previous. I mean, was yeah. that like six months yeah. ago uh-huh. this happened?
1: So the, the top line is the volume uh, of FTT, and you can see that volume just taking a new all time highs. Well, I guess since like October, so the volume's going up, big volume going up, uh, and then on the bottom you see price going down. Uh, so selling pressure is significant. We are at that $22 threshold, uh, that $22 number seems to be important because that's what Al- the Alameda C- CEO said that they'll buy it all at. Uh, so this, this $22 number becomes like kind of a meme line. Uh, and so you, you can see it starting to like ram into that $22 level. So it's being defended. This, uh, Alameda research is buying, uh, uh, FTT in bulk with their remaining funds on FTX, um, uh, but if you look at the price of FTT now, you know that 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 didn't last. Uh, that again, 22 did not last. Did but not this last. is
0: this is Alameda trying to hold the line here yes. at 22 dollars. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So now it's just a kind of a a, a game, a mm-hmm. bank run game, I guess, back and forth. What is uh, the CZ tweet that we're looking at?
1: Yeah, back to CZ being very publicly dog whistling about his intentions. Uh, he says liquidating our FTT is just post exit risk management learning from luna so we wow yes so we are uh, liquidating our ftt because they, they they made money on ftx they made an investment that F, that investment became liquid and now they are m- doing risk management and liquidating some of their successful investments learning from luna as that in that's such a
0: triggering so word for people at yeah
1: we gave support before CZ continues, but we won't pretend to make love after divorce. We are not against anyone, but we won't support people who lobby against other industry players behind their backs onwards. So this is what I was saying earlier when CZ is claiming that SPF crossed a line. We won't support people who lobby against other industry players behind our backs onwards. And this is why we started the show with the context of SBF going to DC to lobby for regulation that seemingly really supports FTX and kind of throws everyone else under the bus cz
0: is calling on the whole industry with this everyone who's against sam's uh like legislative views as well should pile into this that's what he's saying and this is quite the escalation so this is hours later Mm -hmm. from that 10 10 30 a.m tweet where he was saying hey normal course of business we we don't hold tokens forever we're just you know selling some tokens Mm -hmm. now this looks like a clear escalation learning from a luna learning from luna
1: biggest dog whistle of all time because what 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 does that do that just puts luna into the minds of everyone. Yes. And for 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 me Ryan, I don't have any money in FTX, so I don't really feel too scared. But if imagine Ryan, if you are uh, somebody who uses FTX that you oh have, I'm getting out you I mean, are, you mean, right like
0: on the back of Celsius because on the back of Voyager
1: is learned from Luna and doesn't and so people get fearful especially when we know that runs on the banks happen that's what Luna was basically a big run on the bank so he just invoked fear into the minds of anyone who has money inside of FTX
0: yeah I mean lest you had any doubt from the from the 10 o'clock or ten thirty uh tweet from from that morning this is fully knives out this yes. is like Yes. you know con- we're, we're coming for you. Stab in the back, like mm. like we. This is this is blood right here. Right.
1: So if you are a centralized exchange operator, the biggest insult that you could have invoked upon you is being compared to Terra Luna, the a quasi scheme. Oh uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> a quasi scheme. Nice. Uh, and so they actually start. Binance CZ starts to move FTT tokens on chain to Binance, their own exchange. To liquidate. And so yeah, this is in hindsight, this is crazy. So this is a, a bot, a bot Twitter account that says um, 23 million FTT tokens, which are or uh, excuse me, 584 million dollars transferred to Binance. CZ then retweets it and says, yes, this is part of it. And again, he he started off saying, we're just being fully transparent, we're being super transparent. This is us being transparent. Uh, we're so, so transparent. Like, yeah, I bet you are, CC. You're trying to nuke the price of FTT. Um, yeah. uh, what, so, what are we looking at here, dude? So this is this not part. this is not the current price of FTT. This is a, a screenshot of an older price of FTT. Uh, this was at the moment that uh, the, the transfer to uh, Binance was th- made. Uh, this is, uh, I think, maybe got 12 more hours of data from the last time we looked at the FTT chart. Uh, and it's just ramming into that $22 number. Over and over and over again. Um, again, we're saving the current FTT chart for later in the show, so stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> but just- FTT just not looking good. Um, here's a tweet from the data nerd says, uh, actually, if you scroll up, Ryan, uh, yeah. Alameda Research is sending stable coins to FTX in size. Just 15 minutes ago, they received 56 million USDC and then deposited that into FTX. Within the last uh, 24 hours, they have sent a total of $257 million Alameda Research to FTX. Uh, and, and then if you scroll, scroll down to that that next tweet. Uh, meanwhile, the stable coin outflow from FTX is the largest among all exchanges in the last seven days, down $300 million to a balance of of. of 261 million excluding FTX US. Uh, If we exclude the inflow from Alameda, I'm sure the number would get much uglier. And then Ryan, this is where a very important nuance comes in. Alameda Research is not sending stable coins to their FTX account. They are not like you and me when you send money to Coinbase or Gemini, they're not sending stable coins into their own accounts. They are sending it to Alameda Or Alameda is sending it to FTX because FTX is needing to facilitate user withdrawals. And they're sending it to the the hot wallet, to the FTX hot wallet, so that there's enough money to facilitate user withdrawals.
0: But I thought these entities were separate, not commingled, independent.
1: But Alameda Research sent money on-chain to FTX, to the wallet that FTX was using to facilitate user withdrawals.
0: This is crazy. So what's happening is that's what Alameda is doing is it's trying to kind of, I guess, bolster reserves into FTX. Seemingly, Meanwhile,
1: seemingly you would think that FTX uh, has uh, has deposits in Alameda, as in they sent Alameda money once and now they are recalling that money so that yeah. they can facilitate user withdrawals. And Alameda is sending them the last of their stable coins uh, because it's FTX's money.
0: And by the way, allegedly, is, allegedly
1: this, we're just seeing this on chain. We need more. This is the thing that the entire industry is speculating on. Well, th- but what's this crazy is the about
0: this? Th- what's crazy about this is you can see s- s- all of this on chain, right? Yes. I mean, we're watching a bank run unfold mm-hmm. in, in an immutable time. ledger on, on chain publicly with the conversation among these crypto bankers happening over Twitter. It's just crazy. Like, uh, I mean, this doesn't happen in traditional finance. And meanwhile, that, that dog whistle, that bank run that you're talking about, um, that's what this looks like ftx getting its account drained by customers we're like i don't want i don't want to keep my money there i'm going to exit i saw what happened to celsius right. i you know i know what happened with luna and voyager and all of these uh, examples and i'm getting out of there before something breaks right. uh, and i can't get my money back so that all happened on sunday november 6th well take us to uh monday november 7th so uh, <laughs> i guess the start of the business week here uh spf comes out With his own tweet that morning, I remember I I woke up and I read this, uh, but this is SBF's response. David, what does he say?
1: Uh, He starts off the tweet thread saying, A competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors. FTX is fine. Assets are fine. Details to follow. Uh, And so he makes a thread of details. Uh, and he says, FTX has enough to cover all clients' holdings. We don't invest client assets, even in treasuries. We have been processing all withdrawals and will continue to process all withdrawals. Some details on withdrawal speeds. Um, and then there's some update about how, why withdrawal speeds are slower. Uh, and then it continues and says, it's heavily regulated. Even when that slows us down, we have GAAP audits. I'm assuming that's some standard. With abil- that's gap oh, accounting, yeah. Uh, I'm with over a billion dollars of excess cash We have a long history of safeguarding clients' assets, and that remains true today. Uh, And then concludes, I love it, CZ Binance, if we could work together for the ecosystem. Interesting interesting tie-off tweet. I love it, CZ, if we could work together for the ecosystem.
0: Please Uh, help me. Is that what that was? Help. Help. Please stop.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, And and so... uh, and then the, 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 I saw this tweet, and then where where I saw this tweet, Ryan was interesting. This is Patrick Hillman, who I'm actually not familiar who he who he is, but he tweets out. Let's be clear, Binance did not one define uh, FBS's stance on DCCPA. as in did not what Binance did not do is help F- SBF and FTX create the dccpa what's Uh, the
0: dccpa that is
1: the regulation the law that we are still waiting to get the details of that is in capitol hill being drafted that we are worried uh goes after defi and really just instantiates ftx in ways that uh centralized
0: exchanges maybe more generally right perhaps perhaps yes
1: uh and so So this Patrick Hillman guy is saying, hey, Binance didn't do that. Uh, Also, Binance didn't debate Eric Voorhees on the merit of FTX's stance on the DCCPA. Binance did not get into shitpost Twitter fights with KOLs, nor did they manage to leak Alameda's balance sheet or write the Coindex story about Alameda's balance sheet or fail to address the concerns around FTT. So Binance is just not taking part on all of these things. You know where I found this uh, tweet, Ryan? Where? Uh, CZ retweeted it.
0: CZ retweeted this. CZ
1: retweeted this. Yeah.
0: So this this person is making the claim that uh, don't blame Binance, because people at this don't blame time Binance. P- yeah. People at this the point were coming to Sam's defense. I think SBF's defense after especially uh, you know Sam said, look, assets are fine, FTX is fine, and I'd rather CZ be collaborative and work together for the ecosystem. So people piled on and said, you know, CZ, you're knocking uh, a competitor when they're down. You're spreading FUD. You're trying to cause a, a bank run. This is bad for our industry. And this person is, I guess, coming to Binance's defense and saying, hey, you gotta, you gotta, basically like, make saying, SBF and FTX hold them accountable for some of their actions and, and the reason why Binance sold.
1: He's basically saying SBF and FTX dug their own grave, and all CZ did was like, all right, get
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know I, and so so that's where the take was like i uh-huh. guess yesterday yes. and bankless put together an article about this and this was like a battle of the billionaires mm-hmm. i saw a lot of uh, crypto publications talking yeah. about kind of like Pretty knives bad. out in yeah. crypto drama between cz and sbf mm-hmm. right this kind of like scene of like uh is that donald trump by the way wwf wrestlers oh God, it is. Uh, writing yeah it's vince mcmahon and donald trump like punching each other that's yeah. kind of where things fell on Monday. So people didn't think that um, there was, I, I think very few people thought there was the possibility that that this could actually take FTX down as early as as early as yesterday but the story has uh, continued to unfold which i guess brings us to uh us to November 7th
1: yes okay so this was uh the FTT pr- uh, price uh, last night uh so last night FTT broke down before $22 after like pounding up against the $22 threshold for almost 24 hours uh, breaks breaks down and immediately drops to sixteen dollars, hits a low of uh, fifteen dollars, and starts to find a find a new th- floor between fifteen and 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 seventeen dollars. Um, this Ryan might be the moment that Alameda Research officially became officially became insolvent
0: because twenty two didn't hold very 20, 20, publicly. They didn't said hold. Yeah. we'll buy all FTT right, and they, under need, they
1: needed FTT to be above a certain number. Is that number twenty two? Uh, well, it was the number that was being defended across markets by significant, a significant capitalized player, and then it fell. And then it fell down. Uh, so this might be the moment yesterday, about 24 hours ago, this might be the moment that Alameda officially went from running on fumes to being completely insolvent. Um, no,
0: more, no more ammo. We, we couldn't fight this.
1: We, we can only assume. Uh, I'm sure the truth will eventually come to fruition. Uh, but if we are just kind of inferring based off all of these dots, this would be the conclusion that this was the moment that f uh, Alameda uh, went to zero.
0: I mean, ju- judging by how fast this timeline has moved, it won't take long, I think, for us to f- f- for us to find this out. Uh, but then what happened to yeah. FTX the exchange?
1: Yeah, so that was this morning. No, uh, oh, that was last night, this morning. Uh, The Block, a researcher, a news journalist at The Block uh, tweeted out that uh, it seems to be that FTX stopped processing withdrawals three hours ago, according to on-chain data, as in no one, no uh, outbound FTX withdrawal has been seen in three hours. And that, when was that? That was at 8.53 a.m. So starting around, and this is Eastern time. uh, So starting around like uh, 6 a.m.-ish, FTX stopped processing user withdrawals. There seemed to be some confusion. Uh, And so the same Doug Toshi, Steven, uh, they says, as the block started writing uh, and publishing the story, the the withdrawal started ramping up again. Turns out that was actually a mistake. Uh, They just mixed uh, inbounds for outbounds. Uh, So inbound money were still coming in, but outbound still not being processed. So uh, yes, uh, just kidding. Withdrawals had not been processed. So FTX officially, Ryan, and and I don't think anyone has seen a a withdrawal since about 6 a.m. this morning from FTX Eastern Time.
0: Well, that's when things get really scary because we're beyond a hedge fund blowing up because at the end of the day, that's investor money. It's it's highly risky. Who cares? Now we're talking about FTX customer deposits. Not being there. Not being there, not being able to withdraw. Like, I don't know if the money's there. And like, this just happened to us Mm. in crypto. It's Celsius. It's like, I mean, people still have money there. They're never going to get it back out. Uh, this is all fresh in our minds. Uh, and that's what started to happen this morning. What is uh, what is this tweet? Uh, yeah, was- this is
1: just the summary tweet, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> number one, FTX appears to have stopped processing customer withdrawals. On-chain data shows. Uh, then uh, FTX started processing withdrawals again after we published. Uh, and then the third one, uh, the block, never mind, <laughs> withdrawals not being processed.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. wow. That was pretty funny.
1: Uh, so this is the TLDR. Uh, says uh, the 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 block team stop, saw FTX stop processing withdrawals on Ethereum. Went to confirm on Solana and Tron. Published a story. Saw withdrawals being processed. Panicked. Uh, people smarter than me confirmed it was only movements to approve tokens. Uh, no panic and get clout. Anyways, whatever. Um, you gotta collect
0: your clout. Gotta collect your clout. Uh, and then now this is SBF finally. SBF has been in silent,
1: silent all morning, uh, Silent it for a while, uh, and then finally. And this is the drum roll moment. Finally speaks. Uh, and when was this tweet? Uh, this was tweet was at, uh, at 11, November eighth. Yes, eleven o three a.m. So about five hours of FTX basically running out of money to process customers withdrawals, and he goes. At
0: that At that point, the gig is like it's it's you know. over, right?
1: Once you know that an exchange, which an exchange, Ryan, as you know, should always have customer deposits. They never should lose customer deposits if they are just being normal. Customers come and deposit money. They trade with that money with other customers. And so there's no one, it's impossible to lose money. So if, if you see an exchange not facilitating withdrawals it's because it means that they went and did something with that money and now they don't have that money anymore it's It's it's, like a bank i mean if you go to
0: the bank and you're like hey can i have my money and they say no we don't have your money it's not here you can't withdraw come back tomorrow (laughs) right like you can't um then that rumor spreads, mm-hmm. and you get more and more people trying to withdraw their money, and that escalates. So he had to say something at that point. That was kind of the pressure that SBF was was on at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. this morning. So what does he say?
1: Yeah, well, it's also how we know that FTX was up to some shenanigans. What are those shenanigans? I don't know. But why was Alameda transferring FTX money directly to their hot wallet? That is a data point that is now people are speculating on. Uh, so SPF says, hey, all, I have a few announcements to make. Yeah, I bet
0: that's you super do. Super friendly I sounding. Bet you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, all. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Things have come full circle and FTX's first and last investors are the same, uh, which is the punchline. We have come to an agreement on a strategic <laughs> transaction with <gasps> Binance for FTX.com pending due diligence, etc. So that's, that's my drop. What does that mean? That means... Uh, FTX's first and last investors are the same. He kind of says it without saying it. A- FTX just bought Binance is what he's saying. The last Reverse that. In, the last Binance just bought excuse, FTX. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Are the same. Uh, so F- Binance uh, seeded FTX with capital. Uh, now they are buying FTX. Uh, so Sam continues and says... Um, Our team is working on clearing out the withdrawal backlog as is. This will clear out liquidity crunches. All assets will be covered one-to-one. This is one of the main reasons why we've asked Binance to come in. It may take a bit to settle. We apologize for that. But the important thing is that customers are protected. A huge thank you to CZ. Binance and all of our supporters this has been a user-centric development that benefits the entire industry cz has done and will continue to do an incredible job of building out global crypto ecosystem creating a freer economic world Uh, i know there has been rumors of in media of conflict between our two exchanges however Binance has shown time and again that they are committed to a more decentralized global economy while working to improve industry regulations industry relations with regulators we on their best of hands uh brian this doesn't sound like sbf this sounds like a pr person
0: Oh, this sounds like someone who's just bent the knee for yes. sure. I mean, this is somebody who was desperate, needed, uh, some cash for those withdrawals and just needed to make a deal with CZ. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is a, a different SPF, right. uh, coming out. Like that's crazy how quickly this happened yeah. and you have to wonder. So did CZ n- know that this was a possibility and inevitability? When he tweeted, when he started tweeting about this on Sunday, right. did he Was this create like the-, the
1: opportunity that he then took intentionally and knowingly? I don't think we'll ever know that, ain't eh, Ryan.
0: Well, I mean, I I know one thing is like, uh, do not cross CZ.
1: GG, Z- <laughs> CZ.
0: Wow, crazy! And this is this is Sam Bankman-Fried, who is right. I would say one of the top three crypto bank. Like, there's crypto SBF. Bankers? There's Brian Armstrong and their CZ, I mean, these are kind of the three. And SBF seemed like it was a legitimate uh, competitor to Binance, and now uh, this is SBF fully capitulating. Um, and we have to mention that this does not mean that Binance has acquired SBF yet. This is just right. a letter of intent. Yep. And I think what is happening is Binance is providing the funds yeah. Yeah. liquidity so that uh, you know uh, people, customers of, FTX can withdraw their funds, which is, of course, very important. That's the main thing we want to protect: is is customers. But um, who knows if this is actually like there could be more drama ahead for us if this deal doesn't close. If CZ asks for unreasonable terms, like all sorts of things could could, could be happening. I think CZ has since tweeted out that they are now doing due diligence to investigate uh, FTX, right. and so it's he, basically, like he's
1: giving himself the option.
0: He's giving himself the option and he's like, my rules now, you mm-hmm. know, I'm the captain, yeah. uh, sit right here. We'll look at it and, you know, maybe we'll make a deal afterwards. Right. But like yeah. Sam is no longer in the in the captain's seat with respect to negotiation. He'll take whatever deal right. CZ gives him at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah. in the uh, thumb war of crypto exchanges, CZ definitely pinned Sam down. Uh, so oh CZ God. had his own version of the same tweet that came out five minutes later. Uh, and, uh, and said, uh, what did he say? This afternoon, FTX asked for our help. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if you wanna go to that sync tweet, Ryan, uh, and, and zoom up, um, there is a significant liquidity crunch to protect users. We are signing a non-binding letter of intent. Again, CZ picks his words to put in the first tweets very carefully. We are signing a non-binding letter of intent intending to fully acquire FTX. To help cover the liquidity crunch, we'll be, con- we be conducting a full DD in the coming days. Basically, they're going to audit FTX and see how big the hole is. How big the hole that Alameda Research created in the FTX balance sheet, if it was indeed Alameda Research, which it probably is. Uh, and then we have this meme of uh, CZ walking in with a sink into Alameda Research. This is a, a playoff of uh, Elon Musk walking into Twitter after he bought Twitter uh, and because he threw the kitchen sink at it. Uh, and now we have CZ doing the same thing for Alameda Research, wow. but again, it's actually not Alameda Research; it's uh, it's FTX. But again, where are the lines? We don't. Where are really, the lines? We don't really know. Maybe
0: all the same. It seems like they they both fell together. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's this take yeah, by the so way? Yeah.
1: So this this uh, this got leaked uh, a a quick and dirty article saying that FTX scoured Wall Street, sourcing emergency funding for a billion dollar lifeline. Uh, and so before. FTX went to CZ and Binance, they were going back to TradFi to ask for a billion dollars in emergency funding so that they could prop up the exchange. Uh, and so that was before. And that's actually uh, further down in this article. They say they were looking for a $1 billion lifeline, but they had a balance sheet hole of 5 to $6 million
0: Right. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah so uh, they were hurting. This was kind of a desperation move. Mm-hmm. And uh, CZ, Pulling this in, into his camp right. for, for the win. He's like,
1: hey, you know who's got five to six billion dollars? I've got five to six billion dollars.
0: Wow. The Binance Empire just mm-hmm. totally checked a competitor. These are the crypto banker wars. And I've certainly never seen a chapter like this. What's also ironic to me is, of course, FTX and SBF, they were the the bailout kings. Yeah. And they, they were bailing out left Voyager. and right. They so they this, is, this is one of the big
1: claims is that FTX spent all of its ammo. Acquiring the bloody carcasses of the Luna and A three arrows capital crash, and then they they ran out of ammo to save themselves.
0: I wonder, were they acquiring these things to cover something else up? I wonder if there there was some sort of intent between uh, to acquire these things. Uh, I wonder if it was for other reasons that 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 we'll see in the weeks to come. we have some more takes, and I think we want to give some analysis. Some hot takes. on yeah, this some crypto Twitter. Uh,
1: crypto Twitter is on fire today, Ryan.
0: Yeah, I know it's you've been, been busy, but crazy. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, so we're going to get to all of those and the memes and the takes and and um, the analysis of what we do in the aftermath of this. We'll also take a closer look at um, some of the markets from a pricing perspective. Yeah, we're gonna so say, we'll say, get we're to all of that and more. So, mm-hmm. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. Okay, it's going to take a while to digest all of that, David, but uh, let's get some quid, uh, crypto Twitter takes and uh, also look at some charts, the after effects of today's events. So this is a chart from uh, Luke Martin uh, comparing two coins, BNB and FTT. Of course, these are the, the main assets in play from uh, both of the kingdoms, the Binance Kingdom and the FTX and bankman Freed Kingdom. What are we looking at here?
1: Yeah, so these two tokens, and Luke Martin says this, are t- typically traded lockstep with each other. Like they're highly correlated, same kind of sector, same kind of assets, uh, except for November. Except for all of November, uh, FTT starts to go down. And it's interesting that this happened so early. I, I guess this really became very obvious uh, November 2nd when that report about Alameda Research came out. But you could see the decoupling before that, you can see the decoupling starting around uh, October 30th, maybe 29th. But BNB, so people knew
0: something was going to happen. Yeah, do you think like yeah. insiders do?
1: Mar- markets always know. Markets know first. <laughs> uh, and so BNB st- uh, performs great starting all throughout November. FTT has performed absolutely terribly starting in November. Uh, and so you can you can see, here here is the winners, Ryan. You can see it in the market. You uh, BNB is up big. FTT is down big. This is one empire uh winning the war against another and it's being reflected in the market
0: can we just look at ftt real quick like what's oh the wait FTT wait price? no the,
1: don't don't do coin you're you you, saving you, that you already have it pulled up go, go click the trading view tab the black one. Oh, this one yeah okay so here's where we are remember that 22 dollar line ryan
0: uh where's that up here yeah so that's that, was, that um, big
1: red candle that's when alameda research ran out of money
0: this is and that 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 is tuesday the eight that is this morning is that this morning that was last night
1: that was last last night, night. Yeah. late last
0: night Uh, And and
1: so $22 down to where we are now at $5.40. And so that puts FTT down at, uh, let's see, negative 77% in 24 hours, down 77%. That's
0: 80%. Now, this thing uh, isn't going to go to zero like Luna. It's not not an algo stablecoin. It is not
1: a recursive algorithmic stablecoin (laughs) that hyperinflates, but I mean, it's giving it a run for its money for what it's worth.
0: Eighty percent in one day, day even crypto standards. uh, That 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 means you got wrecked. I mean, it's Um, eighty
1: percent in one day. It's it's eighty. It's seven. It's yeah. It's like eighty-five percent over seven days. Like, pretty bad.
0: This is uh, a a similar chart, but with um, the timestamp of when CZ tweeted this out, liquidating our FTT. uh, And this is, I believe, um, FTT. A FTT chart. Remember,
1: remember when he said that it's going to take months to fully liquidate this position and we're going to yeah. do it in a way that disturbs the market as little as possible? Is, yeah. that, is that what this looks like in this chart, Ryan? Oh my Ryan? God,
0: absolutely I, I wonder
1: if CZ actually sold any FTT. I think there's a chance, he probably, he probably did. There's also a chance that this is just the run on the bank that you're seeing.
0: I mean, why wouldn't he sell? I mean, why would you want to hold FTT yeah, with, for so, an yeah. 80% yeah. drop? He probably sold as fast as he could too. Probably, uh, but probably not over months. Or I don't know. Maybe he, doesn't matter now. Like, who, who
1: doesn't matter if whoever has FTT? It's like, oh, we
0: actually only have twenty percent left. CZ is playing the four D chess game yeah, right it's, now. It's like the, this insane. is what this is happening. Uh, and our Suzu. old friend, old friend came back. back. GM. <laughs> he says, "Is this his first tweet in like in months?" What? So he's been following. Like, what does this mean, GM?
1: I think I think he's just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm here for this." <laughs> Is he saying
0: it wasn't just me?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Can I have my money back, please? Yeah. Like dude is replying to Suzu here. Um, uh,
1: here's Do Kwan, our other friend who is also on Up Only earlier oh today. Uh, this is uh, a painting. I think this is a, a, again a reference to Game of Thrones of somebody bending the knee to probably House Targaryen.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the Targaryens here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this 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 is bending the knee. in, in wow. no Short order. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, he's retweeting SBF as he does it. Yeah
0: okay so our old friends are coming back huh it's a santi
1: siri just doing the kiss the ring (laughs) like it yeah sam Trabuco. so here's sam Trabuco of alameda research he's one of the the, like uh spfs i think like right hand man at at alameda he goes much love to everyone i'm sure the fast past few days have been dark for many i hope the road ahead is brighter what does this mean brian he's just waving the white flag he's like it's over i'm done here i got nothing left this is this is him capitulating
0: uh, saw similar from some of the the big Luna Terra bulls uh, in yes. the aftermath of yep. this. This is what uh, capitulation looks like on Twitter. Uh, this is that tweet again.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I guess we included it twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was this from Jameis at PleaserDAO where we have C5 main characters who are warring with each other and then D5 main characters who are like... If you're in DeFi, if you were in DeFi during Terra Luna, as long, long as it wasn't Terra Luna, if you were on Ethereum DeFi or even Solana DeFi, like like
0: actual DeFi,
1: actual DeFi, yeah, real DeFi, you've been fine. Uh, if you were during DeFi during the Three hours capital liquidation, you were fine. If you were in DeFi during just now, you were fine. Uh, and in fact, if you were lending out Ether, you're getting some some strong yields right now. Uh, so I thought this was a great meme.
0: Do you know? Does it? Do you find this ironic that? Um... We had this whole conversation with with SBF and Voorhees uh, a couple of weeks ago about how to protect retail from DeFi, and um, talking about like having user interfaces for DeFi have to register with different states or you know the the feds, for example. And what's interesting about everything that we've seen in twenty twenty two is the problem is coming from CeFi primarily. Yes, I mean they're they're like quote-unquote, DeFi, quasi type schemes that are going on, algorithmic stable coins that are um, not even you know, collateralized. We don't even know the assets are. It's not, it's not on-chain. It's not real DeFi. But then it was like C- uh, Celsius and Voyager, uh, and even BlockFi had quite a time of it. CFI is the thing that we need to be protected from, it feels like, as, as retail. I don't understand how regulating a front-end user interface is going to help solve this problem. And I think it's somewhat ironic that uh, in one of the individuals pushing for that now, like days later, finds his own crypto exchange on the brink of insolvency. Um, DeFi has been doing pretty well in comparison to that, and uh, you know I hope regulators pay attention. Uh, Here's <laughs>
1: another meme out of Dylan Sinclair. This is the uh, find find out. <laughs> fuck around and find out chart. And it's CZ that's pointing to like, this is what happens when you fuck around, you find Level out. <laughs> Level, <Yeah>. seven. <laughs> Level seven. find that's out. That's the equilibrium. Yeah. And this is uh, a can- cantering Clark saying the game of chess that CZ just played was possibly one of the greatest of all time. I don't think I've seen like there, there was like conspiracies and allegations that somebody, some entity triggered the collapse of Luna. I don't really think anything has come of that. We know that CZ just triggered the collapse of FTX. Maybe yeah. they put themselves into a precarious position to begin with, but it was CZ was the one that, that lit the fuse and then capitalized on
0: that. And now, now uh, SBF has to work with him. Yeah. SBF has to kiss the ring after yeah, that. Big, S- big time. SBF has to call him boss and do yeah. what he says. And uh, like that has to be a, a humbling position to be in right now. But yeah. CZ is the one making the rules for sure. Big time.
1: Big time. Uh, next, here's another tweet from Will Clemente saying, "Next cycle, CZ will be the richest man in the world." I think he's already breached top five richest men at the top of the market. Uh, yeah, uh, like see this, this. See, we already knew that CZ was the the chief of an empire. That empire just got twice as big because they just they they already had like 75 to 80% of total crypto exchange volume. They just acquired number three, maybe it was number two, FTX passed Coinbase in volume at times. So now the number one just gobbled number two. And they also gobbled up everything that that FTX acquired over the last six months. All the BlockFi's assets, like everything, like all the uh, the the bleeding hedge fund that that uh, BlockFi or is that FTX acquired, now CZ just acquired it.
0: So it's just it's, massive consolidation,
1: huge consolidation. And so, see, C- we already knew that CZ was like this massive, just mogul of a massive empire, and that empire just became so much bigger. This guy g- goes from being insanely powerful, it's to t- top five most powerful men in the world.
0: Are you? By the way, he owns a $500 million stake in Twitter, like fun fact, yep. he was in on that deal yep. too. Uh, are you worried about this? Should we be worried about this? So so in general, like I prefer like, you know, a duopoly or an, og- uh, <laughs> what's that word? O- oligopoly <laughs> um, versus just like a monopoly, right? Right. And so this is I mean at least there was instead of a monopoly yeah I mean that would be better right. uh, it would be better to a triopoly it would be it would be better to have more crypto bankers now CZ has just kind of consolidated knocked a key competitor out of the ring and it's just I guess it's kind of like Coinbase and Binance I mean by the way Brian Armstrong's looking pretty good in the back of all of this just playing just it doing straight doing
1: nothing just just <laughs> doing nothing whoever Staying does nothing is, has
0: won <laughs> you have done well oh, cc did something and definitely CC won big CC but won big. you know the coinbase kingdom still stands mm-hmm. as well but anyway i guess the point of like consolidation crypto bankers getting powerful like um this worries me i think some people some people in in crypto and DeFi are like uh taking a short-term view and thinking that you know SBF was an enemy of of maybe defy maybe he was maybe some people uh you know think he was but like um CZ is also a crypto crypto banker, yep. right? Are we worried that he has now consolidated more power and doesn't have a competitor to to check him? Should we be worried about this, or do we just say, you know, CZ um, crypto values? Um, hopefully, he doesn't do anything nefarious in our industry. What's your take on this?
1: Yeah, I think we should always be wary of people in power. Always. Why wouldn't you be? I don't. I don't think that there's anything specific about CZ that I'm specifically worried about, although the sharpness and the level of execution is extremely intimidating. <laughs> uh, I I trust ZZ more than I trust SBF, definitely. He and Binance has done fantastic things to promote the crypto industry. Binance Smart Chain is a real uh d de- bankless technology for a lot of people out in the world even though it's not completely bankless on the bankless spectrum it's more bankless than most things and it's more self sovereign and user sovereign than most things and finance has done a great job of onboarding many, many people into crypto he has 100 percent made a net positive impact upon the crypto industry i am worried that one person has so much goddamn power and reach um but i i'm not worried to be i'm not too I don't know, man. I it's hard. It's hard.
0: I would like to see some more competition to be honest. Yeah. I, I would like to see um a little bit of uh, you know, disruption, but I mean, who's close? Who's close right now? Just right. just Coinbase.
1: Just Coinbase. But like it's it, Binance is like the offshore unregulated one and Coinbase is the onshore regulated one. Like if that's it's that's the binary star system that is the end result of all of this and I guess that's just the way that it is. Um
0: I do think that you know when you think of kind of the the crypto tribes left standing, who are they? What are the crypto tribes left left standing? There's kind of like the Bitcoiner tribe mm-hmm. for sure. There's still sort of the the Ethereum uh, type yeah. type tribe out there, DeFi tribe. I would say, but the
1: I, largely like unscathed tribe. At least that's what it feels like.
0: Yes, but um, it it feels very much like this other tribe of like ftx and i might throw uh solana in there i mean sbf was a big solana supporter we have to look uh, at this for example yeah that's very Uh, we'll get to that but like it feels like that tribe is maybe taking a big hit here i don't think in the youtube chat it's like hoffman's kissing the ring (laughs) (laughs) are you kissing the ring david i don't want to go up against cz jesus (laughs) i mean but like it's gonna liquidate me here's the thing we can't trust crypto here's the thing we we can't have power consolidated in kind of the centralized app layer right um binance smart chain is ultimately it's you know kind of cd controls the validator set it's sort of like fintech with an api Mm -hmm. um it's not it's not pure true DeFi, right i mean there's a lot of negative things to say about it but um i guess we'll have to see what cz does with this power i mean there is a way you can use that power to the good of crypto and to support decentralized values, and, and like I hope he chooses to do that, but um, to be determined, I think we should all be skeptical as well and hold them accountable. Uh, well, here's a take just yeah. based on that. What's that tweet?
1: CZ owns the biggest cent, uh, sex C, centralized exchange, the second biggest chain by TVL, the third biggest asset by market cap, BNB, the third biggest stablecoin, BUSD. Everything CZ touches just becomes like the biggest, the biggest one um this is funny now cz says all crypto exchanges should do merkle proof proof of reserves banks run on fractional reserves crypto exchanges do not binance will start to do proof of reserves soon full transparency if cz great great treat we, we love proofs of reserves uh, i'm sure this is not how nick carter thought proof of reserves was going to get rolled out but <laughs> if, if this is how it, it happens uh fine this is, this is a, an interesting tweet that this is happening. This got tweeted out like an hour or so ago. This is CZ's most recent tweet. Banks run on fractional reserves, crypto exchanges should not. He is calling out the fact that, in my, this is my interpretation, that he just sniped the hell out of FTX. It's like, oh, FTX, you're running fractional reserves. I'm going to trigger a run on, run on the bank, put you in a corner and then buy you. And then if the next step that happens is that Binance implements proof of reserves, Next, it's the most Chad move of all time because not only did he snipe an underwater bank, he then just proves that his bank is unsnipable because you can't trigger a run on the bank on a bank that has proven to have
0: full reserves. Uh, look, I do think proof of reserves would be a big step forward for, for centralized exchange. Here's the thing, though, is like, um, you, can't, you can't prove all of your reserves unless they're, unless they're on chain, right? So, I mean... At some level, one response to this would be like, that's great. Binance is doing this. This is what DeFi is doing, though, yes. from like the yeah, base layer on you're up. you're going to be
1: put on your DeFi maximalist hat, yeah, DeFi is Well, if that's what
0: I am, is a DeFi maximalist. Yeah. And so DeFi is already doing that. So I'm glad uh, Binance is taking a step towards that. But I will say these are the types of actions that would make uh, more centralized exchange providers a bit more decentralized and this would be i think a win for all consumers right 100%. here's here's the thing with ftx is like we had no idea whether the thing's insolvent or not compare that to ave like loans on ave for example entire stack traceable yep. on chain no one has to work like we can look it all up we could see every asset what's backing it right click view source you get to see it um and we don't have that visibility with with mm-hmm. ftx so we'll uh we'll see what what cz does on that but um yeah, no question. He's made a huge move today. So, um, what so is
1: this this is uh so these are some questions that I have, and I had some tweets like paired up with this. There, so to to conclude, what the, some of the most important questions that I think we are, have left to answer uh, as a result of this event: Did Alameda blow up? We don't know that, but people probably seems very know, likely
0: seems- that it blew up under twenty two, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, how big is the regulatory impact going to be on this is an is a interesting question to unpack. DeFi is strong. We've already talked about that. This is uh, the question of, is SBF in legal trouble? So uh, FTX allegedly took customer deposits, sent it to Alameda Research to go make money with customer deposits. Alameda lost money. And then therefore, FTX also lost people money. Uh, if... People who invested in FTX or customers who might not get their money back, uh, if they cannot be made whole, that might trigger legal concerns. Um, and Dylan, uh, Dylan LeClaire uh, says, call it what it is, it's fraud. fraud.
0: Fraud. What SBF was doing is fraud, is the claim that this is making. Well, oh, guys, I'm going to. I'm gonna end it as we always do. Risks and disclaimers on days like this, these risks and disclaimers should mean a little bit more. Crypto is risky, all of it is. DeFi is risky, but so are centralized exchanges, maybe especially centralized exchanges. You'd lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.